Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing one of the most unique and inexpensive stays in Oklahoma, and later on in the show, the Kiowa Nation gets some recognition. I'm Brent. And I am Harley. We like food. Uh, and I generally like to eat something before we record, but I'm oftentimes being shot out of a cannon. So finding quality food in a pinch in a fasting window is really hard to do. And I forgot all about Brandy's in downtown Chickasha. So Brandy, we've talked about her before we've on talked the show. Ad nauseum about Brandy. Brandy was the magic behind the other guys. Do we say the other guy or Brand X? <laughs> Brandy is a staple of Chickasha. She is she is a cheeseburger. She is the the chieftain of the cheeseburger now. She's got her own new bar and grill on Chickasha Avenue. We have been there quite a bit. I've been there. This is my first time. Brett, your first time? Yes. yes. Uh, she's. We've. Been, I have to tell her every time I go in, go home. Yeah, she needs. <laughs> she needs to take a day off. I'm pretty sure she's working from open to close and has been doing that seven days a week for the last couple of months now. Uh, but they are killing it. Yeah, she's doing a bang up job. Yeah, uh, super pumped with the the level of activity in downtown Chickasha. It's a percentages it's it's got to be two or three thousand percent above what it was in the past you remember maybe more. well you remember when it was there was just a Chickasha is not a one-horse town everything though has kind of like the hustle and bustle is everything up fourth street you know what i mean towards the the newer the newer side of town right the newer development and you and i have talked and we've talked and talked and talked Hell, there's probably a town in Oklahoma we've probably built single-handedly by saying a few things. You have all of this this beautiful architecture, and you're not doing anything with it. Yes, all of these storefronts that don't you don't have to bring in a Nordstrom's. They're, no, and 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 I think we've we beat this horse to pretty, death pretty well to death. But Walmart doesn't do anything for revitalizing your town. No. But you look at downtown Chickasha, and they're taking the steps absolutely that they need to take to completely revitalize the downtown area. I remember when we were we went down there before there was even a peep that Brandy was doing anything at Brandy's, and you know that whole strip right there, where on down to where Canadian River Brewing Company is, and now they've got the flower shop pizzeria, which is a really cool idea. They're uh, Repurpose what you have. You don't have to tear stuff. I mean, that's another thing I see. I, another thing I see towns do where they tear they tear down the old and build something new that's that's inferior to what was already there. So what was already there and where Brandy's location is now, it fits it fits perfectly. It's it's brightly lit. They've got a nice bar area. It's it's got that old school walk up counter feel. Mm-hmm. The only thing missing is the old school uh, cash register. Instead, you know they've got the the iPad style POS, but you know the it's got that the smell of the fries, all the things that you love about a greasy spoon burger joint without the dirty floor. 
You know what I mean? It's a, <laughs> you know, it's clean. Yeah, it really it's is. Brightly lit. They've got a, a a wonderful outdoor when when the weather finally gets back to where it's normal. A a really nice, wonderful outdoor seating area that's even got covered seating. I mean, it it's just a really cool. What they're doing down there again is it's great, and it's going to change the fabric of the downtown area. And I love to see it. It's something that we preach about on the show on a regular basis. You see it with Medicine Park. You see it with Claremore, Oklahoma, uh, Tahlequah. We could, the list goes on and on. And it just takes somebody with vision mm-hmm. to, to start the ball rolling. Who would have thought? And not, I'm not saying it again. She was the lifeblood, in my opinion, of, of J&W Grill. Who would have thought she'd have bounced back and been better? Yeah, for doing it. I think she was made for doing that. Oh she, yeah, she has the the soul, the of, moxie. Yeah. yeah. I, I, again, we can't say enough good things about Brandy's. If you're in Chickasha, it's it, it's worth a stop in. If you're in Chickasha, it's a must. It is. It is a must. It really is. And they don't keep they keep hours that are reasonable. Their hours are scary if you're running the place. I think it's just. Pretty much all the time. They're open from what breakfast till breakfast till sundown. Yeah, not even that. Later than that. Later than that, which is much later than some of the other go-to burger places around. You go around. Sure, you can find a burger in Chickasha right now, mm-hmm. but it's frozen. Yep, not hand chosen. It ain't smashed. It's dashed. Yeah, with no flavor. Right. But they're open six days a week, uh, every day except Sunday. Tell, tell what are the hours? Six a.m. to ten p.m. Jeez, you yeah. could go there for a breakfast burger, a lunch burger, a brunch burger, a dinner burger. Yes, an after dinner burger. God, and it's bar and grill, so they have it. They have a separate bar area if you just want to have uh, some beers after work, and it's got a great vibe. It, it does have a great vibe, and it, it's. It's it's a hip. It's a nice hip. It's not. It just doesn't feel dingy. The only thing, the number one thing that I would like to see come out of Brandy's are people that care about their customers as much as Brandy does. If she trains ten percent of the population of of Chickasha's high school students to be good servers, yeah, it would fundamentally change the entire region of the country. Right. It it. It would be a game changer for sure. Well, enough about enough about burgers and brandy. Well, just down the road from Chickasha, up the road a piece, a mm-hmm. place that you and I have been before many times. We've been to Blanchard, USA. More specifically, we've been to the location of the Airbnb that we're about to talk about at Three J Farms. We have, we have been there. <laughs> it just hit me. We've. We've been there. Yes. The Chicken Coop, which is a grain bin style rustic farm stay in Blanchard, is located on th- at 3J Farms. This Airbnb that they're running, five stars. They have a five star average rating on Airbnb. That means nobody has said anything negative no about them at has, all. They have a better rating than we do. There's been a couple of people I've had, but we've probably got a four star rating, wouldn't you say? Uh, we have a four and a half, four, four six, and a half, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Well, so you know, I'm not. I'm just saying we're not an Airbnb. 
No, we're definitely not an Airbnb. <laughs> but more importantly, this made a list. This made a very particular list. It was the most affordable, most unique, most unique <laughs> stays in the country. And this was on the top 10 of that list. $49 a night. Dude, the, the, the stay is as low as $49 a night. If I get kicked out of the house, I'm going here. It's $49 a night. I can't stay in a motel on South Shields Boulevard for, well, I probably could for $49 a night, but there'd probably be somebody knocking on my door thinking I was selling drugs. This, we've been out here. It's, it's it gorgeous. It is gorgeous out there, man. It is relaxing. Uh, but more importantly, I think if you really want to kind of unplug from city life. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. I, I think staying in this place is going to knock your socks off. Anywhere you have to drive down a long road to get to turn on another long road and drive down another road that winds down through the valley to the place you're going. Well, I think when you say that the driveway leading to the place is a mile long, <laughs> is gorgeous. <laughs> it is, man. Then I, I, it's picturesque. I think it's all. All downhill from there. Well, and at one point it is downhill, and then it goes uphill. It's <laughs> there's a lot of rolling hills. It's surrounded by hundreds of acres of beautiful farmland. It is a rustic stay. It has a shared bathroom. There are two two different options. It has a shared bathroom and kitchen, but you can literally unplug from everything. Just listen to the the chickens crow. The coyote, there's probably some coyotes out there. Probably some coyotes off in the distance. They have a local resident that you may become fond of. His name is Dwayne. He is a peacock. Oh. Uh, but they have all sorts of stuff like that. But more importantly, the farm itself. Yeah. Like, you want grass-fed beef? They they yes, sell it. They sell it. They sell it. Fresh fruits and vegetables, jams, jellies. I mean... They literally have everything. Absolutely. But this space specifically, though, is gorgeous. The kitchen uh, at this place has all of the basic necessities, so you don't need to bring your toaster and a mini fridge yeah. and some pots and pans and things to eat. All of that stuff is included. It's got all the basic necessities mm-hmm. uh, for the kitchen, so you can just you know hit the grocery store on your way in and relax completely unplugged from everything. And really just kind of reconnect with nature. I was going to say you missed an opportunity with bear necessities, but the good news is there's probably not going to be any bears. So the pun didn't, wouldn't have worked, but they do have the basic and or bear necessities. Yeah. I don't think there are any bears, <laughs> but there's some, probably some beets, but it is close enough to, to shopping. You're 20 minutes away from Norman. Yeah. But I mean, if I'm you want leaving. If you want to go to the casino, you're not far from Riverwind, Riverwind Casino. I'm not leaving. But I, I'm with you. It's I would rather be out in nature, enjoying the sights, taking a quiet walk. Uh-huh. I don't know. It, that, that is something that people completely underestimate. A quiet walk? It's just a, a walk where you don't have to hear <laughs> horns honk, honking. Or, or, ch- or children screaming for... Juice, or you know, you don't have ten bells to answer. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, bud. <laughs> so you're killing me with that. Uh, as far as amenities go, though, you've got a day bed twin twin bed combo that actually turn into a king size bed, which I think is awesome. 
you have a garden view. You've got three washer and dryer, air conditioning, a private patio, private backyard, fire pit, the whole nine. The thing that I think really sells it for me are just some of the reviews. I just took some of the highlights from the reviews on Airbnb. Yeah. So, quote, OMG, listing on Airbnb, looking for an adventure. Uh, what a wonderful stay. We'll not, we'll not soon forget. What a peaceful and pretty place to stay. Super awesome people. So easy, um, <clears throat> so easy going, flexible. They sit and talk to the owners for hours. Yeah. They're not, they are super nice. We had a chance to talk to them when we went out there that one time to buy. We didn't even know what we were doing. We just went out there and ended up coming home with fresh fruits and veggies. Yeah. And now that I know I can go back. <laughs> for $49 a night without any disruptions. They probably have a place where you can put the kids, you no. know, with the chickens or pigs. I love my kids. I love peace and tranquility as much, <laughs> probably. Uh, one of the other reviews said it was an experience of a lifetime. It's only 20 minutes to Chickasha where we went and saw a drive-in movie. That's another cool thing to do. Drive to town, go to a drive-in movie, drive back to your Airbnb where it's nice and quiet and just relax. Sign me up. I guess if you if you want to sign up, all you got to do is go to 3jfarmsok.com. Absolutely. And coming up after the break, the Kiowa language recognized by Oklahoma Department of Education. I'm Raven Rollins, and this is my Southern True Crime podcast where I discuss cases from my former hometown. Ada, Oklahoma paints itself as an average community, but its history of murder and corruption runs deeper than any story has ever told. You'll hear plenty of special guests, including authors and experts in their fields, who visit with me on each episode, as well as other cases in the southern states. With notorious and unknown cases alike, every victim sees the light on my show. This is Sirens, a true crime podcast. So, Brett, our new story today comes from KSWO out of Lawton, Oklahoma. Hey, Lawton. Marilyn Carter, headline, Kiowa Language, recognized by Oklahoma Department of Education. Well, it's probably high time. You know, that's the one thing, you know, especially they talk about in my tribe, and you hear other tribes talk about, there's not enough of, um, you know, the, the storytellers, the, the, the keepers of the language, the keepers of the history mm-hmm. are slowly fading out. The, you know, we don't, we think of, uh, we think of languages that we think that are important as being, you know, a handful. This is historically important. This is culturally important. I agree. Uh, I think it's awesome that literally students in the state of Oklahoma can get graduation credit for taking uh, Kiowa as a world language. I think it helps in preserving the history, but I also think that it shines a light on the diversity Mm -hmm. of the cultures, not just here, but all over. You know, there are only, I think worldwide, there's only some like 12,000 Kiowa members. That's, that sounds like a lot. But it's really not, you know, and it and, and it, no, and their their first language is not going to be Kiowa. It's not going to be Kiowa, and it, it's what's surprising is how many, um, how many indigenous people don't know much about a their history, b their language, and again, the fact that this is getting getting the recognition that it deserves and giving an opportunity to kind of 
spread that along and keep that and keep that going, I I'm all for it. And I think it's important, and I think it's a good start. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think that this should be a lot more inclusive. Uh, you know, I don't know all of the cultural ramifications of teaching Native American languages as a foreign language. Right. But I do know all a lot of the... Ra- I, I can obviously see the ramifications of letting a history disappear because the people have disappeared or the people have adopted new a new culture and i can see there being a lot of valuable knowledge that would be lost if all of these languages just disappear over time yeah it's um it's really a shame because you know even in my in my tribe there's not a lot of you know there are a couple of places where you can go to learn the word of the day but there's not really anywhere that you can have. And again, you know, it's. I don't think it's ever going to be something that you're going to see a bunch of people having conversational interactions like you or I in these languages. I do. I just think that I think knowledge is power in, in a situation like this. I think it's important. It's just culturally important to to keep. We're so plugged into technology and so so far away from from books and heritage and things like that. It's just, I, I feel like we're in a time machine going in the wrong direction sometimes. Well, I think I think it also kind of ties into what we were talking about with 3J Farms. Yeah. Getting in touch with something that is not connected to the internet can only help you in your life. Oh, absolutely. Like getting in touch with nature, getting in touch with your history, understanding somebody else's history and culture. Yeah. Like those things are important. They help you develop as a person. Mm-hmm. They help our society become more cohesive. Like understanding other people's cultures yeah. helps you understand yourself, understand the dynamics behind inner uh, 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 cultural conflicts, right? I, I think it's I think it's a great step. I think, and again, kind of going back to the technology thing, I think we've you know technology has been a great tool and, and, and in some ways a great asset, but I also think it's it's helped us. It's allowed us to devolve. I don't I don't see us evolving. We're not you know until they plug a computer into our <laughs> chest and we we're integrated with the freaking matrix. I think for all the knowledge we can gain from Google, I think it hurts us too. I really do. Well, one of the one of the points of the story, uh, they had <clears throat> they had talked to someone who was raised in a Kiowa household, and they said that they had a basic understanding of the Kiowa language, but they'd never heard it spoken right. in school. Right. So the fact that you know, even if it's just an elder in in the community, if they could actually hear someone speaking their native language, you know, I think that would be a, a great thing for the the elders of the community. Yeah. Uh, even even if it's just to revisit their past. Absolutely. Yeah, I see nothing wrong with. I see nothing but good things coming out of this. I just hope that it catches on. I think how, how many people have done the class so far? I think it's. They've trained like 25 people, and, and 13 of them have received teaching credentials as a result. So they're headed in the right direction. I just, Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I like a class where I'm not – it's not just about learn how to fry an egg, you know? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. 
it may not be useful to everyone, but there's somebody out there that wants to learn. And somebody has to be able to teach. And I think that it definitely will help in maintaining or keeping some of the threads alive in, in some of these very small communities. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's hard to hold your, your cultural w- w- barriers up. Yep. It's, it's hard to maintain that cultural integrity when, with so very few people that are left to do that it. That are fully immersed in it. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's kind of like, um, I think I saw a quote where, you know, um, you know, the old folks used to say, whenever the language dies out there, there's no more Kiowa. And I think that's, and that's more to that, more to that point. Like yeah. the, the storytellers are vanishing. It's up to us to, to, uh, to carry on the traditions. So if you want to hear more about the story, I will include a link in the show notes. Well, over the last few shows, we've been lucky enough to get, um, you know, we used to highlight a section, a segment back in the good old days where it was called listener feedback. We had this really cool intro and we, we would play your, your voice clips or your, or read your comments. We may have to do that again because we're getting barrage with more listener feedback. We did. Uh, this particular bit of feedback came from the Fountain FM app. Somebody gave us a boost on Fountain. Oh, cool. Uh, Jim Rod1169, in reference to the Hebner Runestone, oh. Jim Rod1169 said, I haven't heard anything about the cryptographic dating of the Runestone. He suggests checking out a book by Alf Mong. He said it's out of print, but you can find it. It's called Medieval Runic Cryptography and Viking Carvings. Hey. You know what? The internet works, guys, gals. Again, thank you so much for your feedback. Sometimes we kind of, cr- I, I know I kind of cringe when they, because I, I worry I mispronounce something. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm always par- paranoid that I, I say something wrong or I misspeak. But occasionally we get, occasionally we get a, an educational feedback. Absolutely. Which is, it's better than nothing. Can no. you do the same? I definitely want to hear it. I yeah. I want to hear I want to hear the feedback. If yeah. if you have information to add that you think we should include in the show, mm-hmm. uh that sort of thing, we definitely want to hear it. Shoot us over an email, only an okay show at gmail.com, um or leave us a review or give us a boost on Fountain FM. Or just give us a boost by sharing our show with somebody you know. Well this has been the only okay show. I'm Brett. And I'm Harley and we're out of here. Peace. If there could be a single phenomenon. Phenomenon. Where's it go? Phenomenon. That you're skeptical skeptical about, but you wish it was true, what would it be? Mm. No bullshit, not... Alien moon bases. That's specific. You asked mm. for specific, didn't you? Okay. Of the things that are well-documented, the, 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 I know you hate it when I do this. The Rushmore of weird. Okay. Bermuda Triangle. You wish it was real? So you're not interested in ghosts? Ghosts or aliens? Anything like that? Yeah. (laughs) We did a show for like... I know that. Four years. But yeah, but... Talking about weird... 
but we travel destinations. But we've also been in relationships where we didn't know the the girl was faking it or not. All right, you know, we kind of we're in a relationship with Chavalonis, and sometimes we were just kind of faking it to make faking it to make it and make each other feel good about ourselves. That was a great show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, man. Best show we've ever done. Do you really mean it? So good. I think. You know, there we talked about it on the show. Okay. I think there are lots of things that... Are there any that have a threat? You know, there's a threat of truth in every lie. Is there any of them that you think have a, that hold a little more... Honestly, I don't know. I mean, there are lots of things where, you know, are there species of animals that we don't know, like, we don't know all the facts about? I'm positive, but... Mm-hmm. Supernatural activity? I don't know. Hmm. Like, I'm... There's, we've experienced some weird shit. We have shit. together. Yeah. And that's the thing when people ask me, um, you know, when you, when you start talking about, yeah, I do a podcast about weird shit, you always get a few people that go, that ask the questions like, do you, are you a believer in such, such and so and so? And that for me, the answer is always, I've seen some weird shit. I cannot, unexplained. What has the most, percentage-wise, the most possible existence? Honestly, I don't know. Like, it really boils down to, like... There's just not much evidence to the contrary that it does... There's a lot of blurry photos and redacted documents, but again, it's kind of like... If I had to choose among the major topics of the Tribal Oddities show, which one I would most think have the highest possibility probability of being like for sure 100 percent. i'm gonna have to go with with aliens with recovered spacecraft mm. like well and you know what there's there's a lot recently in the news to kind of you know they've got that the audio of the the, the of the fighter uh, was it the fighter jets seeing an identify unidentified flying object blow by them but even that, I'm sorry, but if if the Air Force or the CIA have yeah. some sort of new it's, technology it's that we've developed that your average fighter pilot is unaware of because of security clearances, yeah. he would never know. He would think it was something alien if it did stuff he didn't think was humanly possible. But again, by definition, an unidentified... We, we, we've... We've associated alien technology with the the term UFO. Right. A UFO can be anything that's not identified by the naked eye or by radar, correct? If the FAA says, Well, we don't we're not showing any craft scheduled to be in the area at said time, right. it's ident- unidentified flying objects, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. I'm with you. I think the alien thing is probably the the one that when you look at like Bob Lazar, who's been telling the same story for the last thirty years, yeah, and you know he says he worked for he worked on propulsion systems that were recovered from an alien spacecraft. That guy's story hasn't changed in thirty years. He obviously is a propulsion expert. Yeah, he definitely worked at JPL Jet Propulsion Laboratories. You know, like there's a whole lot of weirdness around that stuff, and. That's one that, yeah, it's far-fetched, but the galaxy is 13.8 billion, or the universe is 13.8 billion years old, so, you know, that's a long time 
And if you had a significantly advanced civilization mm-hmm. that flew anything, you know, 13.8 billion years is a long time to, to get around the, the galaxy. The galaxy. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, I just, okay, so that's the one that you would be most closely attached to. Is well, it the one that you would want? If you were, if you're, if someone said to you, but what, what do you wish was, what, I'm gonna have to go with aliens still because the same thing? because then you open up the intergalactic space travel exploration yeah beyond Earth yeah you, know, you, you have a whole new frontier of it, it's not like Bigfoot where it's isolated to a wooded area in right. in the you know the <laughs> the eastern seaboard somewhere yeah you're right. I'm probably with you. I think it's probably going to be alien craft for me. But number number two, Bigfoot. I want so badly yeah, you for there just, to be something. <clears throat> but there's so many videos out there. You're like, that is not. That is a stump on the a lump. That's a tree cancer on the side of that tree. It's not a baby. I told you about the time when I was on my motorcycle and saw the the thing. No, no. Was this when you're living in pink? No. Uh, I wouldn't, damn sure wasn't when you're living in. Well, if you lived on Southside, it was in Oklahoma. I was living in Oklahoma City, but I don't remember where I was going. Yeah, but I was driving down a shitty little two lane highway, old nine mile, and <laughs> I saw a small humanoid standing by a bridge. That like I flew by it and I slammed on my brakes and turned around to come back and investigate and there was nothing there. But I also was like, maybe it was a raccoon. Maybe, you know, maybe it was a possum that was, but dude looked like a little person. Was it bipedal? I mean, was it on its hind legs? Was it bipedal? It was on its hind legs. Wow. Yeah. I want to believe in stuff. like I want to believe in. All right. You ready to fly this coop? Yeah. All right. Okay. Three, two, one. And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing one of the most unique and inexpensive stays in Oklahoma. And later in the show, the U.S. Department of Education recognizes the Kiowa language. I'm Brett. U.S. Department of Language? No, it's the Oklahoma Department of Education. Oklahoma Department of Education. I I would just say uh, the Kiowa language gets, the Kiowa gets some recognition. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. 